TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 446, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hey, this is Peter from West Hollywood. Hi, this is Yusan. I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast from L.A. And this is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. All right. Thanks, guys, for showing up. And uh, this week in the news, we have that Julie Bowman, Bowen, from uh, Modern Family has been cast in her next show called Raised by Wolves, which will air on CBS. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is doing a prequel that nobody asked for for Disney mm. Plus, and it will star Josh Gad and Luke Evans. From yeah, the, it's, yeah, it sounds like Beauty and the Beast guest on the series. Right. What? Yeah, I know. Like, why? I don't. I, I, even when I read it, I was like, that seems dumb. Uh, Fox is not only doing a reboot of Goonies, but a scene-by-scene reenactment of the movie Goonies that also nobody asked for that will star Raymond Rodriguez. And I was like, because at first I was like, what does reenactment mean? I know, right? If you see his picture, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Uh, but I, I actually had to, I had to look at the article. I had to go deep into the article, but by trying to figure out what they meant by reenactment. And they were like, they're going to do a scene by scene, complete copy of the Goonies movie. They're just doing it again. Where are they putting this? Uh, Fox. Oh, that's so weird. And it's just, it's going to be a two hour movie. Yeah. They're just redoing the movie shot by shot. I don't understand. Okay. Quibi, 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 Quibi has set a 50 show launch slate. Uh, And some of the shows that they're launching seem interesting. And then I remembered each episode's only going to be 10 minutes. And I was like, that's stupid. So I I, I can't get behind that. Or also, you have to pay for it. So I was like, meh. Other people love it. The wave of the future. Yeah, but my attention span is not that short. Exactly. I was going to say, what kind of a society do we live in that now we have to watch 10-minute sh- episodes? That's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. Thing? What? what you I'm joking about short attention spans. Oh, I, I missed. Oh, did you say something? <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. Here's, that's funny. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I had a conversation with someone who talked about, like, the short story, you know what I mean, versus, the like, a novel. And they were like, well, you know, there's, like, a, a special art form to, like, a short story and the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, that's not a terrible, you know, point. I mean, it is its own form of writing. So I was like, I mean, maybe I'll just take a look, you know, to see what they're doing. But I can't imagine that an entire channel of this is is going to be watchable. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you never know. There's yeah. a lot of high-profile talent. It is a lot show. of high-profile talent. Like I said, some of the shows looked really interesting. But then I was like, wait, 10 minutes? No, thank you. Uh, let, let's go. I got to move on with the news. More news. Uh, AJ and the Queen has been canceled by Netflix after one season. I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> well, I did because it actually got a lot of play. Like, a lot of people were talking about it. And so I'm actually really surprised that it got canceled so fast. Um, 
Is that the one with RuPaul? Yes, it's that one. Oh, Allison liked it. I meant to watch it, but I don't think I will now. Yeah, well, uh, Delroy Lindo has been cast as the lead on an ABC drama called Harlem's Kitchen. I think that's only the pilot, though. I th- they made it seem like it was a full series. They like that's that's, that's the reason why he's leaving. Right, um, why he's leaving um, the good fight. The good fight, right? So like he left the good fight to go and do this, but it didn't say it was a pilot when I read the article. Huh? Um, they're truth, picking up a lot of stuff early this, these yeah, days. Yeah, and they and, and they actually don't have a lot of pilots. They're doing a lot of stuff straight to series. So anyway, truth be told, has been renewed at Apple. That's starring. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't nope. think of her name right now. She's got an Oscar. Is she blonde? Is she brunette? Oh, is, that, uh, is that the one with um, oh, Octavia Spencer? Yes. There you go. Thank you. I, and, and what's so weird is when I was looking at it, I was like, why does this seem so familiar? And I realized I was watching it with my mom over Christmas break. And so we watched like the first – because they were Apple was like releasing one episode a week. So me and my mom watched like maybe the first three episodes together and then we had caught up to whatever had aired and we were like, yeah, we're going to watch this later when we get home. And I totally forgot. And so I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was good. I remember it was good and we never talked about it on the podcast because I watched it with my mom. So now I, I'm like, oh, I should go back and watch that. Uh, Almost Family was canceled at Fox and we predicted that a long time ago. Uh-huh. That was going to happen. Gina Torres has been cast to star in The Brides, which is a vampire drama on ABC, which actually might be a pilot. That might be a pilot. That's fun. But it's Gina Torres, so I broke my rule on that. Yes, because <laughs> we love her. I, I love her role? so much. She's the lead. I don't. It's I, I, That's all it says is she's the lead to star in a show called The Brides, which is a vampire drama. So I'm assuming she's going to be a vampire. No, I meant what's your rule that you're breaking in order oh, to start to watch oh, it? Oh, pilot news. Yeah, I usually don't talk about pilots because a lot of times pilots don't get picked up. I don't talk about them until they get picked up. Uh, Unless it's somebody we love. Yes, like Gina Torres. Uh, let's get into the shows. I've got news, too. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Go ahead, Tom. Um, ABC, Kyle Bunbury, who was in, was it Pitch on Fox, the baseball drama? Yes, I don't remember who she is was. going to. Oh, she she's was. going to be the uh, second... She's going to star in David E. Kelly's legal drama, Big Sky. Oh. And it announced that Catherine Winnick from Vikings is uh, the other lead. Amazon has another one of those. I love her, but I don't want to see another law drama. David e. Law drama. David E. Kelly. David e. Dude, nope. Three, three kinds of basic TV dramas. Cop shows, lawyer shows, doctor shows. Lawyer shows are boring. <laughs> I can barely watch cop dramas. But anyway, go ahead. Um, Amazon is set, uh, has fun, finalized Kids in the Hall revival with all five oh, stars. Oh, I saw returning. that, and I, I was like, ew. <laughs> um, HBO Max, the Gossip Girl reboot, oh, has yeah. cast a whole bunch of people that uh, look nothing Emily like the original Lind, cast. Uh, Whitney Peak, Eli Brown, Jonathan Fernandez, and Broadway vet Jason Thurte. If it's called Gossip Girls, why is most of the cast guys? I don't know. I thought that was it's weird, at, right? It's set at the same school. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. They have um, the main girl is somebody I like. So they have they have women for Gossip Girl. I'm just saying they, that when they announced the cast, they announced like seven people were cast, and only two the of them were women, the woman, and the rest were men. Uh, the girl from who's the sister of the girl from The Gifted, the blonde girl in The Gifted, her sister 
she was in Doctor Sleep. She was pretty good, and she's the. I think she's one of the main characters. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Like, I mean, yeah, I like I, girls, so I'm I'm like, sure, I'm curious. So uh, the the door since these are this is basically like the next generation at the school. The door is open for the original stars to reprise their roles, and Kristen Bell is back as the narrator. Yeah, she's the voice. That's cool. Oh, um, sci-fi. Weirdly enough, sci-fi announced that the magicians was canceled with season five which didn't they do that last that's year? what i thought everybody was acting like this was new news. seriously well but i knew that last yeah i knew that before yeah, this season started very, strange. So very weird yeah i agree yeah and last thing pathe vendome is producing a notre dame tragedy co-developed with the new york times and it's going to be pinned by william boyd notre dame tragedy what's the notre dame tragedy? the fire oh the the uh, you know i was thinking of the school and so oh, no, I was no, no, like, no, no, no. I was like, what happened to Notre Dame? <laughs> All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about the season's, I was going to say series finale of Doctor Who. Because, man, what a way to end the season on a super controversial episode that basically tells us that the reason the Doctor can keep regenerating forever is she's not actually Gallifreyan. She's some alien that got dropped off at a portal. She's a foundling. She's a foundling. And I was like, what? Like, I mean, I know the show's been on forever, and you have to keep changing the story or adding to the story to make it interesting. But this is the biggest retcon I've ever seen. And I don't think it works. I don't think the logic of it Works. Well, considering they completely blew past the no more than 12 generations thing. Well, I mean, this was their well, answer to that. Fine. Yeah, this was well, their I, answer. I know, yeah. but, but they blew past that earlier. So I just, I don't know how to feel. And I'm watching it thinking, oh, people are going to hate this. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, it's like it didn't, normally when you like take the story and turn it on its head and add something cool, I'm like, I get excited. And this one, I was like, it didn't feel earned. And I think also the problem is I've already told you that the new master is terrible. And so oh, having him having him deliver the news and be the one like this is the truth and blah, and be all smarmy as he tells it just like did not help the delivery. I don't hate him as much as you do. Oh, I do. Fiery passion. Fiery passion. <laughs> he's, he's a terrible actor. He's his, terrible. The twirling of the mustache is that's like the, too the, much. That's the that's the problem. He's got for me, he's got a lot of John Sims manic energy, but I think the part, the problem is the mustache twirling is too much. It's way too yes. much. Too he's, much. He, should, he should be down to about a nine or a ten, and he's playing it like a twenty. Somebody, yeah. whoever's and directing him, is not doing that why properly. Why is he so angry? Am I missing something? Like he keeps saying, "Like oh, I'm filled this with this rage." Like yeah, what? Yeah, saying, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I was waiting for a reveal where he was going to be like, I was passed over for, you know, the, a promotion or something. Or I was, you know, I was supposed to be the chosen one. And you well, I mean, were, he, just, he really does. He, but he does actually me. say that he does say that he was competing with the doctor his whole life. And then to find out yeah. that she's actually special. I know. I agree. I totally agree with you. I mean, it was terrible. It was just none of it worked. <laughs> Ironically, what worked for me this episode was the companions in the fight for their lives. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I, I liked I liked the Cybermen. I'll agree and with And the that. fact that they killed some of some of the, you know They killed they did, a lot of random they, they people. They killed a lot yeah. of humans. Yeah, that's true. Well they were 
they're killing people for sure. I mean, you know, there are a bunch of red shirts in every episode, at least one, at least one. I mean, two, sometimes three. But no, Tom, I agree with you. I, I it was hilarious because when I was watching the, the 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 show, I kept thinking, "Ooh, Libya's gonna hate this," you know. <laughs> I was like, and "Oh, I can't it's, wait it's to not, hear." It's complain. not so much that I I hate the master. I don't know if I even hate the turn that they did as much as I felt just it didn't feel earned. It didn't feel satisfying. It didn't feel anything. I know. I I mean, that's what I'm talking about. But because I also agree with Tom, there were parts of it that I did enjoy. And I honestly don't know how to feel about it either. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. A retcon's allowed. I mean, that's what the entire, you know, we watched that with Star Trek enough times um, in the movies and the series. So I'm okay with that. Um, But yeah, I just, it, it just didn't seem earned. But I did like the whole sequence in the Cybermen, um, you know, the the ship or whatever, and where they're, I mean, I knew it was going to happen as soon as they put on, you know, it's like very Stormtroopers. We're going to put on Stormtroopers outfits. We're going to, you know, we're going to, here's the problem with the show. It's too predictable and it's not particularly creative or inventive, not in great. Yeah, it just, you know, it's the writing, the writing, the writing, the writing, and the master and his mustache twirling. But, you know, uh -uh. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bail or not. I guess I'm not, but I don't know. Can I ask a question? Uh, Go ahead. Because I've only seen, like, two episodes. Is her name Jodie Whittaker? Is that her name? Yes. Yes, correct. I like her, by the way. I think she's a cool uh, doctor. Um, uh, You you just said something about retcon. Uh, I don't know if you're follow my on my Facebook, but I finally started trying to watch a lot of Star Trek because of uh, Picard. And you just yeah. said about retcons and you mentioned yeah. Star Trek. I thought Star Trek is really good that they don't do that. Like, oh, that, that, they do. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not, wait, wait, hold on. I'm not counting the Chris Pine thing because no, clearly that's, that's a timeline. I'm but fine wait, with that. First of all, we can't go off on this tangent. We don't have the time. <laughs> this, that's a whole. That's a whole discussion. We that's need to keep. We, yeah, I was like, we need to keep going. Seriously, we cannot yes, do that. Does Redcon? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but let's move on. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, what, what, what's the rating? Thumbs ish. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving it a flat hand. I was about to say it's sideways. I would say Thumbs-ish. Side, <laughs> sideways, slightly down. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm calling thumbsish. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. If they could do blackish and grownish and mixedish, I could do thumbsish. <laughs> okay, you're just like inventing a rating that has no meaning. All right, let's move on. Correct. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk 911 Lone Star. And I blame Peter for this because he's been raving about it, and I finally caught up. Uh, it was good. What do you mean, blame? I I, basically, I spent this week watching, like, five episodes of this show instead of other things I could be watching. That's all. Is that good? I did did enjoy it. You got a cute dog, so it all worked out. (laughs) That is true. Um, This show, it's actually... It's weirdly more entertaining some in some ways than the regular 911 which I, I found surprising. Uh, the character the, the way that they're doing the characters especially because it's first season, they're spending a lot of time developing the characters at at the station and they're so and at first it felt like 
pandering. Like when they first cast it, it was like, we've got a trans character. We've got an Arab character. We've got a, you know, and I was like, this feels like somebody at a network that just went way too far. But after having watched the show, they really put some effort into this character development. Like it's, it's really working for me. Uh, and it's making me ask questions. And I was like, I was like, oh, there was like the dating situation. I was like, oh my, I was like texting Peter, like, oh my God, would you do that? Like, it was just really, it's good. It's good in the character development. And I think what I like is they spend more time with the characters and less time with crazy disasters because LA 911 is all about the disasters now. And we spend a lot less time with the characters. And so for this one, what I, I'm liking this one more because it's the opposite, at least at the moment. Um, I w- go ahead. No, I would agree. Uh, it's weird because I feel like um, I feel like um, I, I feel like nine one one is like a big Ryan Murphy Net Fox Network show, and they clearly spend a lot of money on it, which is obviously you know, which is why you get those big stunts that they do, these big huge. You know, hurricanes that hit Los Angeles or whatever. And this show looks like it was made with like half the budget. Like it really doesn't because they don't really have a lot of set pieces. Like not really. Like I mean, it. it but really I, is, I, I know, but I enjoy it more. But I do. No, no. But I agree with you that I'm like, despite that, I was like, I actually, I actually feel like I am more. But I think part of it also has to do with the fact that we got to know these characters the same time they did. Because remember, nine one one's thing is that like, except for like one new guy, they pretty much know each other. Like, so you're like, okay, we just have to jump in. Here, it's like, oh, he's assembling a team. This is what it would be like to build a team because of the disaster that happened earlier in Austin. Um, so, no, I totally agree with you. I, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy. I am surprised that I, to be perfectly honest, I hadn't seen it in a couple weeks, and so it had kind of fallen off my radar. And so when I started watching them, I think I watched like two or three, maybe two in a row. But like, I guess I was surprised because I figured I was further behind. Like I just because there's it's easy to fall fall back on network uh, stuff. And I was like, whoa, I'm like, I've seen all of this. Like so. But yeah, I and anyways, in the new episode, uh, I, I thought like they they did a lot to push the story for push the narratives forward. I thought Is you were Rob Lowe? Yes, well, Rob I mean, Lowe is the lead. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry. Yes, Rob Lowe is the lead. Um, uh, I mean, the big, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, all I was going to say is this episode, you're right, they got the dog. And the dog is super cute. But I will say that the whole thing with the son being like, I can't be friends with the dog. I'm going to hate the dog because the dog has cancer. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, my God, why are you five? So his whole thing about rejecting the dog through the episode i and i thought that nobody realizing why he was rejected though like come on guys like this is like baby psychology 101 and it felt really that was one of the few times where i felt like the show didn't have good writing normally the show's writing for characters is really good so i was really disappointed by that part of the storyline but i will give you you because you were talking about this before uh rob lowe's relationship with uh God, we looked up this actor's name. But the other police chief or our fire chief, Billy Burke, Billy Burke. their ad- <laughs> not adversity, but competition was actually fantastic. They ran that over like three or four episodes. That was really pretty good. And I liked how it resolved. 
Um, the only thing I have to say is Liv Tyler's story, I don't find that interesting, and you do. I find that to be the least interesting no, ongoing storyline. I did not care for it when it started. I totally agree. I didn't like it when – so when it first starts, it's, oh, Liv Tyler believes that her sister's ex-boyfriend killed her sister. And, and the guy's just like, what are you talking about? I got a restraining order over you. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. But once they found the – what was it, like a Jeep or the pickup truck? Yeah. I guess it's like, once they find the pickup truck and you're like oh wait there's more going on here the sisters kind of has some mental issues I was like oh okay it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be and then they gave us flashbacks you're like oh okay now we see the mom we see we actually meet the sister in a flashback Um, then I was like okay let me see where this goes and then it looked like it was like all right we we found we found DNA in the truck, so she so probably we now died. didn't know the sister's dead. But psych, right. she's really <laughs> not dead. Okay, right, yeah. Um, but then, of course, the, that's the big, that's the last shot, right? The last shot is yeah. that she, because basically, Liv Tyler always goes to a homeless camp to help people, which then made me was like, wait, so you never ran into her? How did that happen? Or, I, yeah, I that's know, what. But, that's kind of my point. It, it, I don't buy it. Like that's that's my point. I think that's and also she's not that good. Like. No, 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 no. The sister has problems. That's no, fine. I'm talking about Liv Tyler. I don't think she's that she's good. She's not an evil person. What do you mean? As an actor, I'm not buying her character. Oh, I don't uh, think she's that good is my comment. Well, you know, I mean, I've never, you know, I don't, I mean, I think most of us know Liv Tyler as, um, you know, if you want him. Elf. him. Yeah, from Lord of the Rings, where she works quite well as that kind of character. Um, like, but I. Uh, I think she's fine. Like yeah. I, I don't. I and they're don't trying to bring her. Fine. They're trying to build a romance with her and Rob Lowe, and it doesn't work. They don't have any chemistry. Wait, what? I mean, I'm not even aware of that. What are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am. I trust me. They're 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 building a back. To, they're they're building a romance between the two of them, and it's not working uh, because. They, I mean. I don't know. I didn't well, uh, I know. Think about it next time. We need to move on, though. Um, overall, I really do like this show. I think the rest of the cast is fantastic. Uh, so give it a shot. It's on Hulu. So anyway, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And this is the episode after Chen got buried. So it's like post-traumatic stress Chen. And she's trying to play it off like she's fine. And obviously she's not fine. And I have a question. That tattoo, how do you, how would you deal with that tattoo? Oh, I would get it removed. Yeah, totally. Do you, I mean, like, with the urgency that she did, or do you... Because I actually like the idea that the her uh, training officer came up with, which is, it's actually a trophy showing we, that she survived. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was, like, a good twist. I, I would have yeah. I would have tried to get it off or wanted to until he said that, and then I would have been like, oh... No, okay. but I actually thought of Maybe that. I my, I actually thought of that myself before he gave that speech because I was like, she huh? lived past her day of death. I was like, that tattoo is not shame. So yeah, I actually thought yeah. that myself. But I, I don't know. I you know I feel like if it wasn't on her belly, if it was on her arm, I might be like, yeah, you know what? It is a point of pride. I survived, but it's like, yeah, it's right there. Like, 
Eh, I think I might still have it removed. Like, I, I, but I, but I get what he's saying. I do like what he said. I, I agree. I, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. What else happened in this episode? <laughs> I know the chin I mean, stuff I, was the most important, to be honest. I, I know. But what was the other stuff? Was it was well, it the one we, where they did the fake breakup? Was that? This yeah, episode? yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was when. Fine. Yeah, like, that, that was okay. But I don't. To be honest, I don't care about him and his boyfriend. Not really. I or don't him, Or him no. eating all that pizza. Like, who cares? No, they they, ha- they tried to make it kind of funny and give him some sort of a story. But I, li- I liked when they focused on his, you know, um, difficulties because he was like an overachiever and he actually didn't yeah, perform well. Yeah, all that well stuff was good, yeah. Had- that was really good. And oh, Nathan kind of Fillion. Fluff, which is fine. Nathan Fillion and his son and, uh, da- and soon-to-be daughter-in-law. That was the other story. That where was she part. she was doing the ride along and she wanted to be a cop. Oh, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like that. Too. I like. I thought that was good. I would agree. That that I thought was the best part. Yeah, yeah. And I like yeah, the, the conversation when he finally has with his son. Like, you can't if you're going to marry this girl, you can't lie to her, pretend that you're supporting her, and not right. be supporting her. I thought that was a really good, mature conversation your dad should have with you. <laughs> so yeah, all that yeah. was great. So thumbs up for the rookie. It was a good episode. Uh, yep. next up, we're going to talk about Mystic Quest because Peter insists. Mystic Quest. Why do you, it's mythic, not mystic. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I gotta, <laughs> go ahead. Talk about it then. Uh, okay. So, um, I don't know how many people here have Apple Plus. It's, it's basically a service that it's four ninety nine a month or. Are you selling Apple? It, just talk about the show. Okay. Just make it. Well, because it's on a thing that a lot, not a lot of us have. Um, so, uh, mythic Quest is it's um it was it started as a project that uh ubisoft who makes a lot of open world video games they wanted to get in the tv market so they made this deal with apple so while you're watching the show the show is basically about um it's like a it's like video game company that they're making a massive multiplayer online game so imagine like a you know, I don't World of Warcraft or something. And the whole first season is about they have a new expansion that's coming out called Raven's Raven's Banquet. Um, and you're basically having kind of I would say the easiest comparison I would say is Silicon Valley, HBO's Silicon Valley, where it's like it's, you know, Northern Cal it feels like it's, you know, Northern California and you're in those kind of like really cool office space think tank places. Well, what's and- the premise? The premise, the premise, the premise is basically well. The plot is they are trying to finish their new Ravens Banquet um, de- uh, expansion, and the head guy, who's very much an egomaniac or whatever, he always wants to keep tinkering. And then you have the second in command, who's the lead designer. Uh, this the, the her character's name is Poppy. She's an Australian actress, and she's hilarious. And she, of course like gets driven crazy by this. Like she just really wants to get like the thing done on time and she's created a shovel. And so her big, her big thing is like, Oh, I, you know, I've made this game for you. It's all you, but all I want is a shovel so that the characters can dig. And actually I thought about it. I was like, actually that would be a bigger deal than you think. Cause you don't usually get to change the world in a game. So, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but it's basically like, it's like a comedy about tech video game world. I'm I'm by no means saying this is the best show of all time or anything, but uh, anyway, you. so I like the quest, so thumbs up. Uh, next up, we're going to talk Better Call Saul, and this episode was the the big return of a character that we haven't seen in so long, and I have to say, Wait, Hank, I, I have to give you a big spoiler. I haven't seen it yet. 
Oh, uh, yes, dude, we're talking about the current episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it Walter White? No, it's Hank. Wait, is that a big deal? Does that count as a spoiler? Yes. Hank, yes. Hank was a big character. Anyway, Mr. Not Paying Attention to, to Breaking Bad, Hank, <laughs> I, 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 one thing about Hank that I didn't realize I really missed was his banter. Just him just telling just random stories about whatever he's talking. I think this one, it was it was about expired food in his refrigerator. Just, it was great. I was like, oh my God, I missed you. Like, it was I, I love really his little disagree, too. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. About Midnight, he throws his stuff, stuff out, out the in the crash. food bag. And it takes stuff to the food bag. And then his partner was like, yeah, I ate this old frosting and I'm fine. And he was like, what's that got to do with anything? It was great. Like, that banter was fantastic. And I liked him in the room. We finally get in the room. We get Hank. We get Saul Goodman. We get, like, all, it's like all the characters are almost there. It's like the team is almost assembled. So it was pretty good. Uh, the only thing is, so now it's actually strange. Oh, God, what's her name? The Kim. Kim, thank you. You knew exactly what I was talking about. What's strange is her storyline did not fit in the episode. It was it's like she now now that Saul is getting more he's getting pulled into the criminal organization and he's falling into the world. We got Mike, we got all these things and all these pieces are starting to churn together. Kim's storyline does it felt like why are we spending time with her now? I kind of disagree because thematically he is losing himself in into this thing he's created. Right. And she is fighting to, you know, become a corporate shill. And the fact that she gets pulled back into that when she doesn't want to be and tries to do the nice thing and the guy's still a douche to her. So she's like, Well, he yeah, doesn't whatever. believe her is the problem. And I get why he wouldn't believe her, because why would he believe she was telling the truth? You know, so yeah. But I just, I didn't care about her story. Um, though I do have to say the image of the of the ants. At first I was like, what's this got to do with oh, anything? Oh, the ice cream cone? And, yeah, uh, but it, I was like, what's this got to do with anything? And then as it was like a million ants, I was like, ah! Like, it was so disconcerting and unquieting, and or disquieting. And, and that was exactly what they were going for. And then when he sees it later, it's like the destruction and everything. I was like, oh, I see what they did there. But... I was just amazed. I was like sitting there trying to figure out how they filmed that. Like that, my brain went somewhere else. But um, yeah, it was good. It was that all that stuff was really good, and I really feel like the story. It's like we're almost at the beginning of Breaking Bad. It really feels like it's almost there. I love the uh, the callbacks to Breaking Bad. Often would have these objects at the beginning of the season. Like, basically, the, the stuffed animal in the pool for season right, two. Right, right, And we get something like that, but we saw it at the end of last episode, and we get to see it at the beginning of this episode, and then we see it again at the very end. Oh, with the ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the ice cream cone. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah. It's like, wow, the way they did that. It was almost like that fly thing, but not. But, yeah, it was good. So, for me, uh, Better Call Saul is is firing on all cylinders, man. You really need to check this stuff out because it's it's really feeling like you could. It almost feels like now. It almost feels like man, you could watch Better Call Saul and then watch Breaking Bad because it'll like flow together. 
Well, the problem is though, Breaking Bad Saul starts after Breaking Bad. I mean, the timeline is before, during, and after Breaking yes, Bad. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown. And this was probably one of my favorite episodes, mainly because it dealt like 90% Dex. And it really dealt with what was going on in her head and why she is the way she is. And her trying to deal with it and actually trying to solve some of that stuff. So, yeah, I really like this episode. I really liked that we're finally getting the mystery of Ben's death. Right, solved. yeah. All that stuff is coming together. Yeah. And I love the convo with uh with her with Dex and and Ben's mom. And basically the you know basically Dex saying I I don't expect you to forgive me and mom saying I don't <laughs> but saying that you did the right thing and Ben would have done that. Yeah. And that gives at least that that gives her Dex at least a little bit, or should give her a little bit of comfort before the big reveal leading into next week's episode that there's more behind his death than we know. Right, probably boom, boom, the, boom. probably that slimy Colonel guy or whatever that dude. Well, was. we when you cr- cast Kirk Acevedo, he's always a, a bad guy. Why can he well, not he did, be a he good guy? A, he, he was a good guy initially on Fringe. Yes. But they keep Before they killed him. the good guy version of him and then introduced the bad guy version of him. Correct. And now he's always a bad guy. So he plays a good bad guy, though, to be honest. So anyways, I, I don't... And then I like that the brother moved back home, not because he needed to, but because But she, because Dex needed him. Yes. I thought uh, that was a that nice was, twist. That was a, that was a very and I sweet also like how I like how he was just very honest about it, too. I mean, you know, it, it, he can't really... He, he he's not good at lying or subterfuge or you know he's guileless which you know goes with his character but um i mean and it was for us the audience but yeah no i thought that was good too overall for me the show is kind of uneven um and i have to agree i'm i'm very glad they dumped any sort of a storyline for romance for her right now you know mm-hmm. um i i i thought that I was going to want one or need one. Um, but I, I think it's refreshing. You know, she's not defined by, you know, some romance or, you know, some whatever. And, you know, if it kind of comes back, that's fine. I think they were trying to find the footing. I, like I said, I thought it was going to be kind of moonlighting ish and I wouldn't have minded like, no, no, I mean, just barely for like an episode or two. And then I thought, you know, Oh no, they're not going in that direction, you know? And then I thought, okay, it's going to be a straight-up love triangle, and now she's not doing that either. So um, for me, the show is a little bit uneven, um, but I definitely like the swing back, and I like the mystery aspect. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum for every TV show. You know, it's like, uh, you know, mystery of the week or help, you know, person of the week, but it's always nice to have, like, a larger picture, you know, kind of a thing being interwoven, the the mythology, the mystery, the whatever, Uh, and I do think that this development and this um, look into the show is going to kind of bring me back into liking the show more than I have been the last few episodes. So I hope it continues the trend. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the magicians and this is how many episodes do we have left. Only like, I like it's either four or five. Oh, okay. We have more than I thought. Uh, this one, I, it, it almost confused me in that it was going back to all the things from the beginning of the show 
Like, the previously game, I was like, what? Like, the previously was stuff from, like, season one and two and crap, and I was really mm-hmm. just like, wait, I'm going to need to remember all of this. And then when I watched the episode, I was still like, wait, okay, what? And I really felt like I needed to start the show over. It was really... I probably, when we get to the end, I might have to start this whole thing over for everything to make sense. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, who else saw The Magicians? I did. And your thoughts? I thought it was a good episode. Um, it, it was interesting to get the history of the of the Dark King. What is it? Is it the Dark King? Or? Yeah, it's the Dark King. Well, I forgot about that brother, to be honest. I mean, I when everybody they sh- did. When they showed it in season one and they showed the flashback of the family going through the clock... It was definitely a little brother, the sister, and an older brother. I remember that, but I told, and I know that the little brother becomes the the beast, but I totally forgot about the older brother. And and they were like, "Oh yeah, remember the older brother?" And I was like, uh, "Okay," but I forgot that he had a lover. I forgot all of that stuff. So, it's this is a cancer ch- or an example of not retcon exactly. Like this is like. Oh, we left this thread hanging, and here you go. This is the actual story that goes with it. Yeah, I wouldn't call that red cotton. No, no, not at all. Um, and all the pieces are moving in crazy places. And the only thing that I think that they're che- kind of cheaping out on is this mystery couple who's so, so powerful that want that page from the book. Well, we've we've met the guy. Well, we just met the guy, right? Or did we meet him before? Yeah. Right. No, so we, we I, just I, met the guy. Right, and that's my problem and that we're dealing with story from, like, season one, which is awesome. And then we're like, hey, we've only got five episodes left. Here's a new villain. Like, I don't, I don't like that. And it was super gross, too. I thought it was fun to see... Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was fun to see Young Fog. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the fake hair? That was really funny. <laughs> and I like that uh, they sent Penny back to the 1900s, and everybody was like, oh, you have to clean the bathroom, and they were, like, super racist to him. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, come on, we got to get out of the past. Let's get this time well, they're machine both of them, going. Because they're That's both, true. They're, they're, both, they're both of color. Right. So. And that was that was so funny. He said something about the dark continent to one, and they were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um so yeah, Magician's the thing, was great. The thing, the thing with what's your face with Finn being so enthralled with the writer and and Marco not having it. Well, was Marco, Marco was like, was... he was grooming you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was so creepy. Knew. Yeah, that was uh, so creepy. All right, so I'm gonna say thumbs up from Magicians. This is one of the. I mean, this season, actually, every episode of the season it's has been amazing. Season. It's been amazing. All right. Uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Star Trek Picard. This is uh, this is episode seven of Picard season one, Penenthia, or something like that. Basically, it's the episode where the where the Troy Rikers come back. The Troy Rikers, huh? That's what the that's. What that is what it said. The, I'm not disagreeing. The, I'm just the, laughing. But let me just say that the actor who plays their daughter is amazing, and I could have a spinoff with just her. She's adorable. Issa Briones as like you know, yeah. her and. Um, Soji just off exploring. Yeah, they were cute because they, <laughs> were they really had great cute. chemistry. Yeah, but this I, I think this is a good example of Star Trek at its best—a human story, and the way they just had Astra Orchestra just throw away <laughs> that Soji is an android when Soji didn't know for sure. It's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then uh, the fact that uh, that Deanna and Will have known Picard for so long that they can they can call him out if he needs to be, as Deanna does. Well, I or actually, just be there. I really liked how not only were they close, but they were like also physically close. Like yeah. just the space, but like people who are that close can be can stand that close to each other and not be phased by it. So I was just amazed at because they always on on the show when they were officers and whatnot they had this distance they had to, even when they became friends they still had this distance between them the well, formality they're, because they're in uniform yeah right there was a uniform. formality and what I really liked is they showed that that formality was just gone and how close they all were to each other and I really thought that uh, Deanna Troy's performance or good lord what is her name. Uh, uh, Marina. Uh, Marina, Marina Sirtis. Yes, her performance was one of the strongest I've ever seen her do. Counting all the movies, all the shows, like everything, she was oh, just yeah. well, they really gave strong. Her a lot to do. They gave her. I mean, she was able to emote. I thought the oh, writing for her was so excellent. Good. I thought the storyline yeah. was excellent, and I think that's a nice tribute. I don't know if tribute's the right word. Um, because I think people complained about her and her acting a lot through Star Trek. Yep. Because she didn't really have that much to do. So it was kind of a funny sort of, you know, trope of like, oh, she, Deanna's feeling something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, she, you know. Like, Part of the problem That's was her superpower. Until Jerry Taylor what? comes on the, until Jerry Taylor comes on the writing staff uh, toward the end of the series run. She's the one who really, you know, the, the guy writers basically use Troy as sex kitten in space. Sure. And when yeah, Jerry Taylor got there, when, when you've got a when you've got a, a woman who is a senior writer producer in the show, started giving her good storylines. That's when they. Right. That's when they have the episode where uh, Ronnie Cox is takes over the Enterprise for a couple episodes because Picard's in a secret mission. First thing he, he tells her is get in a get in a you know get in a uniform. <laughs> Right, instead of right. Short, short, none short. of the space pajamas stuff. I want a tight ship. But once they started writing better for her, Marina would knock it out of the park. But yeah, so, it's a problem with so a lot I of agree shows. With you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Although I didn't love, uh, you know, her her costuming. I really didn't. They're in the middle of the woods and, you know, and it was very Deanna Troy. It was very shoulders and, you know, a V-neck, <laughs> super fitted. And I'm like, um, I'm thinking she should be in like a fl- flowy, stylish, yet flowy burlap sappy, uh, you know, sack kind of thing. I was like, Deanna, don't do flannel, now? girl. No, I just, I was like, uh, really? You know she I mean, comes from maybe money. The, she grew up rich, yeah, so she's, you're not going to see her. Still, I mean, the other one looks like a homeless urchin, and the, you know, father looks like he's, you know, you know, whatever. The point is, I, I did roll my eyes a little bit, and I thought, well, maybe it's a little bit of an homage and like a sort of a visual reminder of, you know, her, you know, from the show. But I, I, I did roll my eyes a little bit. I thought it was out of place in terms of costuming, a little gratuitous. But I will have to say this because I've been agreeing with Tom most of the the show. I hated the girl. I really oh. didn't like her. Oh, interesting. She was. So annoying, and she was very, to me, very child actory. I didn't mind the writing. I agree with you. I thought, I, you know, it was very realistic of her just blurting stuff out and her being, you know, um, the way that she was, but she was cloying. And also, I thought that her, maybe it was because of her acting, but so I, I don't know if to fault the acting or the, the writing in that scene, but where she was like, I'm going to miss you. And they were like suddenly besties. And I thought, really? Oh. I, they didn't show me that much bond. 
bonding. They really didn't. And it was just all of a sudden she's like super attached to her. And I was like, I guess I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't like that part of it at all. the, The thing is she lost an older brother. So there's a vacuum. I, I get for it. That, I for do. That older, that, they didn't for that show older that sibling figure. They didn't sh- I get it. But they, they, I, it, like I said, it's either the acting or the writing. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment, Tom. And I would agree with you if that's what the, the show showed me. But it didn't to me. I get it. And that's a beautiful choice. And I think it's the right choice. And I get it. But that, to me, was the weakest part. The other thing I will say, uh, because I think it's worth me saying, because I've been kind of down on her, is I also really loved... Um, the development of her, the double agent getting a getting a conscience. You know what I mean? Oh, right. And I thought, uh, pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that because she was also a little annoying to me. She was a little Pollyanna-y. And even though we knew she was a double agent, I still kind of felt like I don't know about this. Um, but I thought the subtlety and the conflict and even the physicality of her, you know, I thought it was all great. Yeah. I, I mean, it really kind well, of made me feel like. Go ahead. She put herself in a coma, which allows them to, which allowed yeah. the Romulans to not track them. Right. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, oh, but I was no. talking about just acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like the plot, also, I thought this was an. Ex- uh, I'm again with Tom. I feel like this was an excellent, excellent episode, and I thought it it did a lot of things right, uh, most things right, except for the kid. And um, <laughs> I I enjoyed this episode uh, a lot. Like probably uh. one of the best. Season. Alas, poor Hugh. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I want Peter. Have you seen this episode? You haven't spoken yet. Everything you guys have said, except for when you said "poor Hugh." Oh so no! I was, like, <laughs> uh, I was like, did Hugh die? Like, uh, but, um, <clears throat> but I would agree with you, Sin. Um, oh no, no, wait. I agree with Tom. I think the girl's great. I, I, I think I like her friendship. Was I actually? And I gotta say, wait, is it Soja? What's her name? Soji. Soji. Soji, I I have been I have been feeling like most of the show Picard that they killed the that that the wrong sister survived like that was <laughs> my because I like I like the one in the pilot and then Gosh. I really hated having to deal with basically like the teenager or young adult one I was like I don't care about this at all like uh, however once she got activated in the last episode I was like oh, okay this is a little better now like uh, I really can't stand all the stuff with her sexy Romulan, Romulan boyfriend stuff. I think that's pretty terrible. Uh, but I would agree with you guys. This episode, from what I've seen, uh, it's pretty good. And as a person who's, who has finally started watching Next Generation, I really like seeing Riker and Troy. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, like I really like all that. Um, I also, though, would agree – was it you said? I, my, I don't – I get why – I get why they do the thing with Allison Pill, but I don't like having the mole character. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, really? We're doing this? So it sounds like you guys are saying... Because By the end she, of the episode, she, she redeems herself. Because she Somewhat. can be tracked. Because we, I remember in the flashback, she takes that blue thing, right. and they're like, oh, now we can track you. So it sounds like you're saying she does something that thwarts it right. so they can't track her. She, so puts, like, herself, oh, she puts herself in a like, coma. Okay, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm really like again. Look, the biggest compliment I could say to the show is like it's gotten me to start to watch Next Generation. So I mean, like, I, I feel like that's a big plus. That is big, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's big. That's all right, big. but we got We do have to move on. Um, other than yes, Hugh, poor Hugh, we miss you, and and I can't believe they did that. 
but we do need to move on to the next uh, show. He got more play on Picard than he got on TNG. That is true. <laughs> All right, next up, we were going to talk about the end of Lock and Key. We, I finally finished it. Uh, I think we only talked about up to like episode seven or eight. Uh, seven, because so eight is the end. Oh, is it? Eight is the final. Yeah. Okay, well then we only talk. Well, maybe we talked about to six. So let's just talk about the end of the show and what we thought. Um, I like the end, except that I thought that the switch, the big switch twist was like, you could see it from orbit. Oh Uh, yeah. Because I never trusted Gabe ever. Did, did we not talk about this my last we, podcast? We did, absolutely. <laughs> and we you totally... accused me of having trust issues. <laughs> no, I did not. I said... <laughs> Somebody did. That was not me, because I was like, <laughs> we can't trust... Because talking about the keys to anybody was suspicious, and he seemed really hungry for mm-hmm. information about the keys, suspiciously so. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you obviously can't trust this dude. And he gets mad. Be- the only thing that was inconsistent was that... Uh, Dodge and Lucas had this inhumanity in their eyes. They, uh-huh. like, when you tell me they're possessed by a demon, I believe you. There was something otherworldly about them. They, it's like they were faking being human, and you could tell they were faking being human. I felt like Gabe was more of a spy than an actual another version of Dodge because he had humanity. He just seemed sketchy. And so it all, it didn't quite feel... I feel like Lucas and Dodge felt like the same person. But I didn't feel like Gage really felt like a third version of that same person. Because he was, like, too human. I, I, You know, here's the thing. That's an excellent point. Except that I gave the show more respect on I thought they're not going to throw in a rando third person. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the red herrings that they've been dropping. It's got to be Dodge. Especially with the whole key thing and the key... the. Change your image thing, change your image thing. And I, in my head, I did scroll through it and I was like, who could this person be? And I was like, oh, it would be super lame if it was like some rando character that we have never heard of, that we don't know any, that no, you know, breadcrumbs were, you know, led to that. So that's the process of elimination or respect for the show. I thought the the, the show can't be that bad. I mean, the, they're not going to be that bad in the writing. Yeah. And so I already knew that it was Dodge. And I'll jump in because uh, because I don't have that much to say, except that I, it wasn't that the show ended on a whimper, but. And I think I mentioned this last uh, podcast without spoiling uh, the season ender. It was way less impactful for me. And this is not a brag. I just I, I had guessed everything by that point. And it wasn't particularly interesting when she. Uh, when the blonde cheerleader girl or whoever missed popularity, you know, Uh I, you know, I knew she would get hit by it. I knew she was going to be a, you know, a a demon. All of that. So I I knew knew one of them was going to hit, get hit with the demon thing. But, and I I thought it was going to be her. And I thought it was weird that, well, only because it was weird that she came. I was like, why is she coming? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. Yes, that seemed inconsistent also. It really, you know, her bonding with the sister didn't, it wasn't that believable. And, you know, them kind of like calling a truce and stuff. I thought, well, that's convenient. You know what I mean? So, and then she became part of the Scooby gang. And I thought, oh no, she's got another use for this. So, uh, you know, they've got another use for her, the the writers, I mean. So uh, I will just finish by saying that I was a strong fan of the show, 
um, maybe right after the first episode. The first episode kind of got me. I had a lot of fun. It was very bingeable. Um, it moved quickly. I love the the lore of the keys, all the different kinds. I love learning about what they did. Um, but for me, the show ended a little bit on a whimper. But it that's did. not going to keep me from being excited about the second episode, uh, second season, which I think we're getting right. Yep. Yeah. Well, they've only this is only half the story from what I've been told. So they've yeah. got to do a season two to finish the story. Oh, what'd you think, Tom? I thought it was fine. I mean, I got to, it, it's funny. I, I finished it when I was staying with uh, friends in Florida and one of them had finished it and told me that there was another twist coming in the end. And so of course, it, you know, they, they, tele- they, they telegraphed really, that way too hard. Yeah. They, they, they weren't really trying to conceal the fact that it was too easy for them. It yeah. was, you know, and as soon as she's pleading for, uh, well, the the telltale thing was the crown disappeared. Right. I thought that too. I was like, where'd the crown go? And why none of them went, where'd the crown go? <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah. You got to remember, they are kids. True. And even though they're clever and resourceful Wait, I have kids, to say something, though. Kids. I have to say something. I have to say something because I remind this reminded me. I groaned audibly out loud when they were like, Oh, she was like, I'm going to go get the crown by myself with my kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I was like, what? And they, were like, and they were like, oh, it's been an hour. You think that, like, she'll be back soon. I was like, hello. There's, like, a homicidal, you know, a demon running loose with all sorts of powers. And you let some one lady go back to the house where she had been attacked and all this stuff. And I thought, why? There's no reason for them to have stayed where they were. I was like, right. safety in numbers, guys. Safety in numbers. Like, I just, <laughs> for me, right there, right there, I was like, oh, this is like a terrible horror movie trope, like a bad yeah. decision. And, you know, and so I was, like, done already. Not done with the show, but done with the ending. I thought, yeah, they're they're, they're not landing the plane for me. I was like, I'll watch it, you know. But that was it. Uh, right there was when it, the show turned for me. The end, I mean. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. I'd say overall, Lock and Key is definitely worth watching. It just doesn't quite stick the landing. That's what I would say. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Devs. And this is a show on FX or Hulu. And uh, I watched it because Peter texted me and was like, oh, my God, you have to watch this show. So why don't you start off telling me why I had to watch this show? Well, I think, you, as I recall, you were a fan of Ex Mach- the work of Alex Garland, who did um, Ex Machina and Annihilation. I did I like both of those, yes. Yeah, I think, he had a, I think he has a nice take on, I guess what we call, like, I mean, it's science fiction, but it's always like, it's science fiction that's supposed to feel somewhat almost in grasp as opposed to like, I don't know, like Star Trek or something like, I mean, or and na- I think, naturalistic science fiction. I get like, it's like, spe- or is it speculative science? Is that what they call it? Speculative? There's a term. Well, for- that's. Well, Wait, tell me that- what yeah. you liked about the show. Why you felt the need to just text me and like, Oh my God, watch it. Oh, well, so, because, well, because I think I, I think Garland has a really good way of dealing with, uh, science and relationships, which I think are two things that I think you would enjoy. So Debs is about it, the pilot is seems to be about a couple in Northern California. They both work for the same company. Do you guys remember what the name of the company is? With a Q? I forget. I, I remember it's a, there was a symbol of it everywhere, and there's a creepy blow up doll girl that lives li- right. in the middle of the campus. <laughs> Giant baby. I think I think it's called like Amaya. Or- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think it's it's the name of that girl. It's the name of it's the name of her daughter. It's the name of his daughter, right? The name. 
the so company. The, so it's um so Ron Swanson uh, from Parks and Recreation. Uh, what's the actor's name? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman is basically the Steve yeah. Jobs. Who, you know, he is the like the lead the cult the kind of cult leader of this of this tech company is he well i mean just, i don't know if i would well i, I was gonna say i don't no, know if i would call it a cult but then i thought about it well maybe it is a cult but that's the <laughs> thing that's weird about this show is i don't know what the show is like i watched oh, the sure. whole pilot and i still don't know what this show is well so, no you told me that you think that i think the premise is that in the pilot one of the main characters dies because they found some kind <laughs> secret about it about what the what the dev department that is doing we don't know what that is though i think that's what it is well i mean yeah and the whole thing is they show they're they're like here here's your desk and he's like well what is the project they're like look at the code you'll figure it out and you're watching his face as he starts to figure it out and he freaks out goes to the bathroom he throws up and then he feels like oh i gotta do something about this which leads to him being killed so well he does he does something with his watch he records the code with his watch is what he does but what I think is, because you were like, oh, it's going to be the mystery of the girlfriend trying to figure out how he got murdered or who murdered him. But it's obviously, really, we're going to find out what the heck. De- the name of the show is called Devs. It's not Murder of Random Dude. So obviously, <laughs> we're going to find out about Devs. Like, what is it? That is the real mystery of the show. And I sure. like that at the beginning when he's recruiting this guy, he's like, what do you think Devs is? And the guy runs through like 10 things and he's like, nope, 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 nope. So that's really, and I like that they did that because it's almost like they're asking the audience. Like, that was what do you hilarious. Think yeah. Well, well yeah, that, that was hilarious because I went along with that trip and I was like waiting for him to kind of end. And then I was like, you know, and I th- and also because I wanted to invest in the show, I thought, please don't let it be time travel, time travel. Please don't let it be time travel, you know? And then I was like, well, I was like, I will not watch the show if it's just time travel. You know what I mean? And then, and then I was like, um, I don't know, teleportation. I mean, it was a fun game for me to play as well. And then, as soon as I saw, when I saw the same thing, Libya, when I saw his face, you know, reading the code and kind of taking in what he was going to be a part of, uh, which I thought was also great. It was very subtle. It wasn't like overdone. Um, I was like. At that point, I was like, uh, time travel, is that really that horrific? You know, and then I was like, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I was trying to justify, I was like, teleportation, is it like the fly? They're making human beings as 3D printers, you know what I mean? And, 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 <laughs> I was like, uh, and then I was like, I gave up. I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to watch the rest of the show to figure out what, this, what, what they do. And if it was but a J.J. Abrams show, they would never tell you what it was. Oh, God, oh, please, please, no. Please, totally. yeah. Yeah, Tom. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm a big Alex Garland fan too, and so I like the look of the show. Um, intrigued by the premise, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting for them to the inciting incident for the series is the the dude's death. Right. I thought that was kind of late in the episode because we don't know what the narrative pattern for the show is. But I'm intrigued enough to keep watching because I really like the cast. And Nick Offerman and Zach Rainier. I mean, Zach Rainier obviously has this malevolent side to him. He was the security guy. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like him killing Nick somebody Offerman is not surprising. Nick does not play malevolent. Right. So, right. you know, when... Oh, well, I don't think he thinks he is. Oh, That's wait, the thing. I... Wait. 
Sure, because it's like a cult thing. But I have to interject here because this was I couldn't this problem was too glaring They they literally they like the whole thing is electromagnetic. It's a floaty boxy thing. It's like, you know, concepts of of um, of, uh, you know, things that we can't even possibly imagine. And he like sits on the dude and and suffocates him with a plastic bag that looks like my garbage can liner. (laughs) I was like, I'm pretty sure my garbage can can hold wet tissues better than I mean I really was like come on I mean I thought it was gonna be some really cool like tech thing you know where I mean I didn't anything wait wait listen he straddled him and he fought like a wet dead fish I was (laughs) like punch him in the balls bite him in the thigh I was like are you kidding me I mean it was ridiculous guys come on I mean he didn't even put up a real fight he didn't like, put didn't up a fight him. at all I would believe it if they yeah he didn't fight him at all. or electrocute him. I mean I was like this is technology beyond any sort of fathoming and the dude like sits on his chest and wraps him up with a plastic bag I was like nope I was like this show better get better because I was like what I mean it looks pretty well I mean um, it's I, kind of fascinating what I think is interesting though is how they covered his death, like having all this video footage oh. of him walking around. Cause I think I know, but and the charred corpse. Yeah. Cause I really feel like maybe they only strangled him like that on purpose. Maybe they did reanimate him because she says he's moving like a zombie. So that oh, might, that might be a reason. Thing. Maybe that's what Dev is. That's why he was saying, like, you know, it's going to change everything. So right. maybe, maybe we literally solved the mystery. <laughs> like maybe it's a. <laughs> but I'm just like, saying. Literally, I'm just saying there might be a reason mystery. that they use the bag to strangle him that way because they have all right. this footage of him just walking around. Yeah. Well, so. he needed to be suffocated. So, like, I think I think you're on to something. And I want full credit if it turns out that it's some sort of Lazarus machine. No, because- I just <laughs> came up with that. Excuse me. I literally just did that on the record. I take credit. No, you didn't. You didn't I, did. I said he was like a lead. zombie. That was my you, thing. Anyway, no we'll figure, it, we'll figure it, it out later. We'll Share out. credit. Uh, <laughs> be like children. <laughs> We'll re- go to the tape. We'll replay <laughs> the tape. <laughs> All right. If you guys have any questions or comments, leave them to campfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us like this point. Radio.com, Krypton Radio. We now lose on iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.